Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're starting a new little series within Peak Northwest called My Epic Adventure, and it will chronicle some of our favorite trips and standout stories here in the region. That's right, Vicki. You know, the idea here is that everyone's adventures are epic or they're great or they're big or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, these uh, big, fancy adventures that you might see in an REI catalog everyone's trips and travels are, are awesome in their own right. So sometimes we'll bring on some coworkers or some friends to share some of their adventures. Other times we'll discuss our own favorite and notable adventures that we've been on. We hope to include uh, a wide variety of activities in this. And this week, Vicki, I understand you're going to be kicking this series off by telling us about your recent big adventure, your first trip out to Crater Lake. I am. I am. Finally. Uh, if you have been listening since I started as co-host, Crater Lake has been on my radar and my Oregon bucket list since the beginning. My very first episode, when you asked me about what things I wanted to do and get out to, I said Crater Lake. So I felt like I had been living here way too long uh, <laughs> to not have visited Oregon's only national park. And so when I was planning out my summer, I was like constantly, I was like, all right, I got to make it out there. I got to make it out there. And summer, of course, slipped away way too quickly. And I was just really busy. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of thought that at least for 2022, my window had closed for a visit to Crater Lake without it being snowy. Um, but... As I'm sure many of our listeners remember, uh, just a few weeks ago, we had an unseasonably warm mid-October weekend, and uh, I kind of thought that was the perfect opportunity to go. It was really hot in Portland, and I knew that it would be, you know, like a little bit chillier at Crater Lake. So I told my partner, Nick, I said, oh my gosh, we got to go to Crater Lake. He was free. I was free. Let's make it happen. Uh, and I'm kind of bearing the lead here because not only did we visit Crater Lake, but we also biked around the entire rim of Crater Lake. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Vicky, I saw the photos after you did this and it looked incredible. Um, it's one of those things that I feel like I have never had an interest in doing myself personally, but I love when people do it because it looks like just such a cool adventure. 
to be like out there biking in the silence of the place to all those viewpoints around the lake. It had to be spectacular. It was breathtakingly amazing. I don't even have enough words to describe how beautiful it was. Um, and of course, you know, after all this buildup of being like, I need to get to Crater Lake, to, need to get to Crater Lake, you know, it exceeded my expectations. I was blown away by how beautiful Crater Lake is. And uh, to be able to pretty much see it at every, you know, angle uh, around the rim was incredible. It kind of felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity, but, uh, you know, I would love to go back and do this. Again. <laughs> well, you did get really lucky with that window of time there in mid-October with it not being snowed in at that point. Um, as I'm sure many people know, that road around Crater Lake is not open year round. Yeah, you're right, Jamie. And um, Crater Lake, I would say is busiest in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the fall the time that we went, the second weekend in October, it's kind of winding down. A lot of stuff was actually closed. The amenities that are available in Crater Lake, uh, a lot of stuff was closed. And we lucked out because not only was the weather great, but it really was not crowded at all. Um, you know, there were other people there, but what's great with this ride and when we went is that there just weren't a lot of cars driving around us. And that's something that always as a biker, like you're very cognizant of is how much traffic, how many cars are like whizzing by you. And you know, it very little, very little traffic. That's, I have to imagine so comforting. Um, so with the, the less traffic, you're able to just uh, be out there and enjoy that ride. So I feel like before we get too far into this, what, what are the sort of the specs in this ride? How many miles? What's like the elevation gain you're on? How difficult is it? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> first and foremost, I would like to say that I kind of got into this a little over my head and uh, <laughs> you should you should really be prepared <laughs> when you're doing this. Um, I'm laughing because I remember like how nervous I was as we were driving into the park and like going up the incline in our car. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Um, but the ride in total is roughly about 33 miles, um, and the elevation gain is about 4,000 feet. So it's a lot. It's a lot to <laughs> yeah. do on a bike. <laughs> and uh, you should not, if you're just like getting into biking, um, you know, I would, I would say spend some time. Uh, in the sport before you do something <laughs> like this. I, this is definitely like intermediate to like experienced uh, level of cycling here. But what is really great about this ride and within the 33 miles is that, you know, it's not super long stretches of just like slogging uphill. Um, there's a good variation of like, all right, you're working really hard going uphill uh, and then you get that sweet relief of going downhill <laughs> and it's kind of just like up and down and up and down and up and down. There's not like really long stretches. So um, that made the variation of it, it like broke it up really well and uh, it made it really enjoyable because it's like the immediate payoff after you've done hard work is like speeding downhill and getting that relief. So how long did it take you to do this, this whole 33 miles? So it took us about four hours. So we started, I want to say it was around, we got there around like 9.30 or maybe 10-ish. Uh, hold on, doing some quick math here. Okay, we started at 9. We started at 9 and it took about four hours. And 
you know, that was, I was moving pretty slowly on the back end when we were going up some of that incline. And I think that took up uh, a, a good chunk of time because the first half we had mapped it out. Uh, my partner and I had discussed like, okay, we'll we'll make it to a certain point around the rim. And then if we're feeling like that was a lot and like maybe too much, then we'll just turn around and go back. Um, but of course, I'm a little hard headed. And <laughs> at the first point, I was like, one, I was very determined to complete the whole thing. But two, I felt great. The first half, I was like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I don't feel any cramps. Like, this is amazing. Also, you know, the first point that we did, um, the views of the lake were so breathtaking. I feel like I was literally like riding on this high of this experience. Um, so that was great. But then all in all, you get around to a point where <laughs> you don't really have a view of the lake and then you're slogging uphill and it's a little bit of a mental battle and that's where it gets a little bit harder. Uh, I will say that someone like my partner who has a lot of road cycling experience could have probably done it in a shorter period of time, closer probably to like three hours or three and a half. I don't know. Um, but... Four hours is also what I've read um, online about different guides when I was researching to do this ride. Um, four hours, give or take, is what they tell people. I know you mentioned feeling like maybe a little not quite as prepared as you would have liked to have been, but I imagine there was some preparation that also went into this. So I guess between the preparation you did and some of the preparation you felt like would have been helpful to also do, what should people know before getting into something like this? Um, well, first off, I would say, know that you're going to Crater Lake. So right off the bat, you're going to be your starting point is at a higher elevation. So you're going to be a little bit more out of breath than say, if you're training in Portland. So that definitely plays a big part into this ride. Um, other than that, I would say practice, you know, biking up some steady inclines, because that's what a lot of this really was. Um, you know, 33 miles isn't the longest bike ride you're going to encounter, but that that elevation is not to be uh, taken lightly. The elevation you're starting at and the elevation that you're gaining. Um, so my recommendation would, yeah, just be to get as much experience as possible with uh, really going up long periods of incline. Had I had another round of uh, preparing for this, I would have done that because I got some pretty bad leg cramps going up uh, some of some of the the hills and uh, all of that. So yeah, that that that, that was kind of tough. Um, but it is a breathtaking ride, and it's the views are incredible. So if you do enough training, don't let, don't let me deter you with my, my leg cramps. <laughs> yeah. Breathtaking in more ways than one. It sounds like. Yeah. You have that. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, is there any kind of like special bike you might need? Excuse me. I'm like not a cyclist, so I don't know, yeah. but like, can I just pull my, like my bike from my, you know, garage and go out there and do this? Do I need some kind of like special bike to go on a trip like this? You know, if you're pulling your bike out of your garage, I'm saying you, you definitely need to like get it tuned up mm -hmm. and make sure it's yeah. in proper shape. <laughs> um, I, I personally have my road bike, which is like, 
it is not fancy at all. You know, it's this bike that I got off of like Facebook Marketplace. Um, and it's like a beginner road bike. Um, so road bikes are great on this. My partner had his gravel bike, which if you're not familiar too much with bikes, um, it's kind of a cross between a road bike and a mountain bike. So it has thicker tires on it. And as the name implies, it's meant for like gravel and off-road situations, but is also fine on roads. Um, I will say that on the road, as you're going, you'll pass by signs that warn you like rough road ahead. And there are points in the road where there are pretty big like divots and, you know, potholes that when you're speeding down hill at 40 miles an hour you do not want to hit one of these (laughs) potholes because you will be thrown off your bike so (laughs) um yeah uh have the proper bike uh road bike gravel bike and also just be prepared with bringing some extra tubes in case you get a flat uh luckily for us we did not incur any flat tires which was great um but having that kit is always great to have and of course, wear your helmet, um, have, you know, your backlight blinking, have some visibility on you. And um, I like to wear sunglasses. Another key thing, you, that no matter if you're biking, if you're hiking Crater Lake, you better be lathering up that sunscreen. I don't care <laughs> if it's cloudy. Uh, <laughs> make sure you wear that sunscreen. I put sunscreen on and still got a little burnt. Uh, but you are close to the sun at Crater Lake. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things that not everyone realizes or remembers that Crater Lake is inside of like a a, a blown up volcano. Um, so it's a mountain. It's a straight up mountain that you're on. Um, it's not yeah. like a, a lowland lake by any means. Right, right, exactly. Um, other than that, uh, you know, make sure you have a good breakfast beforehand. Um, there aren't a ton of food options once you're in the park. So make sure you have a ton of snacks. You're going to be starving afterwards. So, you know, maybe you pack a lunch or something. Now, obviously there's a lot of great places to stay the night after a long thing like that in Crater Lake, but that part of the season, I imagine, um, a lot of those places were probably closed. So where did you, where did you end up staying for this trip? Yeah, this was um, when I was looking to do this trip, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of last minute. Like, what options do I have? Um, I ended up staying at an Airbnb in Chiliquin, which is about 45 minutes outside of the park. Um, But that's one of like your closest options unless you're staying inside of the park that you have. Um, So it's really not too bad of a drive. um, And, uh, you know. No complaints there. It was a nice Airbnb and uh, even had access to a little like water stream with kayaks to it. And it was also dog friendly. So I checked a bunch of boxes for me. And um, but yeah, where where do you normally stay when you're going to Crater Lake? You know, I've I've only been to Crater Lake once, actually. Um, Really? Really, really. It's true. It's, It's one of these places that a lot of Oregonians don't get to. Um, which is really funny. Um, but when I, when I went there, I stayed in the Crater Lake Lodge itself. Um, okay. Because I was doing it for a work trip, and um, <laughs> you know they paid for it, which is great. Um, so we did a little feature in the lodge, so it was really nice um, to have a room that like looked out onto the lake. Uh, it was a really spectacular experience. And I went there in September, kind of again, the end of the season. And I got to say, that time of year is an awesome time to go. 
like you said, the crowds are a little bit thin. Um, things are sort of kind of starting to wrap up a little bit. Get very cold at night up there that time of year, but beautiful during the day. So I, you know, I, I love I love going up there. But you're right, you know, when you're looking for places to stay that aren't in the park itself, Chilliquin's a great spot to do it. If you don't mind doing a bit of a farther drive, people will stay in like Medford or Klamath Falls. Um, you know, those are, those are places you can do that as well. Or there's just any number of, you know, small cabins or campgrounds or stuff um, kind of in the area. You know, I know Diamond Lake is nearby. Um, Mount Thielson's nearby if you want to do some stuff there too. Um, so a lot, a lot of spots to stay. But um, Vicky, I'm so glad that you went up there so quickly after being in Oregon too, relatively speaking. <laughs> it felt like forever, but yeah, I guess kind of quick. <laughs> um, okay, so are, do you have any other tips for people who want to do this? Any, any other advice you have for people? I know you gave, gave a lot of really good stuff already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I think my final tip, uh, your starting point for this ride, we started at Rim Village, which is um, kind of like the visitor center. They have a little like cafe there, the gift shop. Um, and we started there. We thought that was the start point that we had seen in all the reviews. Um, but <laughs> at that start point, it's great because right off the bat, you're kind of going downhill. Um, which is nice. But if you start at park headquarters, which is what I recommend, you'll end your ride by going downhill rather than our grave mistake of ending the ride going uphill (laughs) in the final stretch after you're already tired. Um, So wherever you start, I would say ending it, ending your ride on uh, a decline is worth it because <laughs> that final mental battle of getting, you know, the last few miles going uphill is a lot. And I, as we were doing it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the point when we were in the car driving into the park where I was having a freak out about, I don't know if I can do this. And meanwhile, I'm just like slowly but surely making my way <laughs> up this final stretch saying, okay, I'm doing it. It's happening. So yeah, end your ride uh, going downhill. Also, you can take breaks. You, you can you can like get off your bike safely in a space where, you know, you're not going to get hit by a car or anything, but, um, you, you know, you don't have to continuously be on your bike, which, uh, you know, on that latter half of the ride, when I was, uh, having a bit of a mental and physical struggle, (laughs) there were points where you're like, all right, let's get off stretch, like have a snack. Um, we're, we're not in any crazy rush. Um, and I think that's a great way to do it. I love that. And that goes for any kind of outdoor recreation, right? You know, no for need sure. to rush or push yourself. If you've got the daylight, you know, if you've got the resources, the snacks, take a break, take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also try to try to go in the morning so that, like I said, that sun is not really beaming down on you. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, so, I mean, people can, can bike along Rim Drive and Crater Lake any time of year that the, that the road is open. Um, but Vicky, as I understand it, there is a special event called Ride the Rim where cars are not allowed on that road. And for, for us cyclists who want to, I imagine, do it totally car free, um, can do it then. But what can you tell me about the Ride the Rim event? Yeah. So mark your calendars if you're looking to do this. Um, it is September 9th and 16th, 2023. 
Um, so you have plenty of time to prepare and practice um, and get in shape for this. And like you said, Jamie, a portion of East Rim Drive is closed and it's most of it. So you won't even see the amount of cars that we did when it was relatively empty. Um, and it's an event that uh, really drives a lot of cyclists to get out there. So you have that camaraderie of other cyclists out on the road with you. And I think like every year more and more people go. Um, so I, I would love to go back and do it with a bunch of other cyclists with me by my side. Ah, that sounds amazing. But of course, I mean, your, your, your adventure here was, was really cool. It sounds like, and you know, something about doing this series, what's interesting to me is, is what these, these trips, what these adventures mean to people. Um, I mean, the making these memories, having these experiences, something that, that is, um, can sort of feel ephemeral when you're in the moment of like, Oh, I'm, I have to soak up all of this beauty and take in these views and appreciate it while I have it. But it, it's something that also really, we keep experiencing over and over. It lives on in our memories in this really special way. And so I guess, I mean, you're, you're still pretty fresh off of this, but how has this, this trip been sitting with you? How have you been experiencing it after the fact? It's something that I still can't even believe that I did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like literally whenever I tell my friends about it or uh, my partner and I talk about it, we're like, we kind of start laughing because it, it feels like unbelievable to have done that. Like first time visiting Crater Lake and to ride the entire rim of it um, was, you know, out of this world. Amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... It's something that I'm personally proud of doing, and I'm glad that I got to do it with my partner, too. It was definitely, like, uh, you know, something that brings you closer. And um, we'll definitely be back. And, you know, not only were the views incredible, but, like, as you're biking through the wooded area, like, the trees smell so good. And when you're going, mm. like, super fast or, like... When you're having a rough time on certain parts, just going downhill, smelling the trees and just like taking in everything around you with your senses, it is indescribable. Amazing. Ah, well, Vicky, next time you go back, do you think you're going to bike again or, or try to see Critter Leg a different way? Hmm, that is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do some hiking in Crater Lake. Mm -hmm. I would love, uh, yeah, to do some hiking. And I got ahead of myself because I said, Okay, after this ride, I'm going to go jump in Crater Lake. And then <laughs> I think my body would have gone in total and complete shock had I done that. So I stayed away from that. Maybe in the summer, I know it's going to be freezing no matter what time mm -hmm. I jump in the water. Um, but I would love to go back and, uh, you know, do, do that little like two mile trail to uh, actually at the very least, dip my toes into Crater Lake. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> well, more more adventures to come. I can't wait to hear about your next trip to Crater Lake or your next adventure. And I'm excited to, to share some stories and hear some stories from other people and their great adventures as well. I cannot wait uh, for the rest of this series. Absolutely. Well, folks, until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show, and if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. 
You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Fien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.